You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 19. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I'm your host, and I want to thank you for joining me for episode 19. Now, if you've been listening to show to the show for some time, you will know, have noticed that I missed recording last week and I didn't announce that I was going to do that. And here's why. I think for the next few months until things level out back at work, I think I'm going to switch to every two weeks to recording. So the show is not going away. But I'm going to be recording on a uh, or posting episodes on a bi-weekly basis. And the reason for that is basically just some of the things that we talk about in the show, trying to make sure I'm taking care of myself, trying to make sure that I am not stretching myself too thin, and that I'm continuing to deliver high quality content to you all. And before I get into the rest of the pre-show announcements, if my voice sounds a little funny, it's because I am dealing with a head cold, and that was one of the reasons why I actually delayed a little bit of recording this week as well, because I was sounding like my head was in a fishbowl. I sound a lot better than I did on Monday, but still not 100%, so bear with me. As always, the show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com slash 19, or you can just go to howdoesshedoitpodcast.com and the first episode that you will see on the page will be episode 19. You can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram at howdoes underscore she do it. And you can also join the email list by going to howdoesshedoitpodcast.com and signing up there when the pop-up comes on the screen. And the advantage of the email list is you will get podcast episodes sent directly to your inbox. You will get announcements about things that I have going on outside of the show and exclusive access to when I do blabs or periscopes, you'll be the first to know. So join the email list and um, yeah, join the community. Just, Just sign up. If you have questions, comments, feedback, or things, topics that you'd like me to discuss on the show or a question that you want to answer, you want me to answer on the show, you can send an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com and I will read your question during the hashtag AskTiff segment. Saying Ask and Tiff together, trying to say it as one word, is not very easy. So um, for some reason, I still haven't gotten used to that yet. But if you send the email, Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com, I will answer your question on the show. Now, each week, I usually start and end the show by thanking you all for your comments and your feedback and your five-star reviews in the iTunes store or on Stitcher and your comments on SoundCloud. But this week is particularly special because I was going through my day today and I got a notification on Twitter I gotten a message that let me know, you know, it's Black History Month, 
and iTunes has been featuring black podcasts or podcasts by black people or about black people issues that, um, you know, are deal with race and those kinds of things. They've been featuring them and highlighting them on the iTunes podcast page. And my show has been featured and I am extremely humbled and I have to give a shout out to Joy Marie and Courtney at Job Blogs who recommended my show and who let me know today that I was even on there because I was, like I said, my head was down at work and I wasn't really um, doing much on my phone today. And I am, it's, it's an amazing feeling because I'm featured with shows like The Friend Zone, Job Blogs, The Read, Behind the Brilliance, um, Another Round. Uh, it, it like great shows that are very popular that talk about really important issues and that just display some of the things I think the the variety that we as black people have for colored nerds is is featured as well and um, the honestly the list it's about 40 shows and it's great so if you are looking for other podcasts to listen to I would recommend going to that list it's on the iTunes store I don't know if Stitcher is doing anything I don't imagine that Stitcher, I'm not sure if Stitcher is doing anything similar but I would check it out or find a friend who has an iPhone if you're listening to this on another device and uh, find out which podcasts are featured there. So thank you iTunes for the honor and I'm taking all of the screenshots because this moment will be memorialized for forever. This week's Just My Thoughts is, I just don't understand how so many things have happened in this time that since I last recorded. And if you're new to the show, Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share just my thoughts on a number of things that I have observed in social media, in um, current events, things that have happened to me outside of, you know, in work, you know, anything. So this week's Just My Thoughts, I, I, it started to be about, um, Kanye and his album, which I have to admit I did buy. Um, I did not subscribe to Tidal, but it was one you could only download exclusively through Tidal. And, but I am the kind of person who I tend to, I like to, hear or watch or listen to things before I draw my own conclusions about them. So considering how much hype that was going on around Kanye's album, I decided to download it. But you know, I don't even feel like talking about it anymore. I don't think I'll just basically say this. His The beats are amazing. The production is amazing. I don't think I can get down with Kanye the way I used to, like College Dropout Kanye, 808 and Heartbreaks Kanye, like late registration. That Kanye is not the guy who's rapping right now. And, you know, there's something to be said about artist evolution and all that kind of stuff. But it's not just that with him. He's He needs some therapy and he might, and he, he needs help. Like he needs some help. So listen to it yourself draw your own conclusions the production is great the features are great but listening to his lyrics which are not the most you know sophisticated and fancy but we all know Kanye is not known to known to be the best lyricist out there um and check it out yourself and it's called the life of Pablo um again I may have missed the meaning of the title I still have to listen to it again to figure it out but whatever 
the big news or some of the big news that happened over the weekend, Justice Antonin Scalia died. He was 79. He died in his home in Texas. And he was on the Supreme Court. And that is something like the fact that a Supreme Court justice died unexpectedly is kind of crazy. And he died during an election year and during the last several months of President Obama's term. Like, it, it's crazy. It's a political and, like, current events. It's like a nerd's dream for something like this to be happening right now. And, yes, you know, God rest his soul. Condolences to his family and friends. Um, if you don't know anything about Justice Scalia, he was a conservative justice. He liked to interpret the constitution based on the original intent of the document or the, you know, assumed original intent or interpreted original intent. He's also been known to say some, I will say controversial things related to race most recently in his, in the, or during the oral arguments for Fisher v. Texas. Um, where he basically said that maybe black people shouldn't go to more selective schools because they're not performing well at well at more selective schools, so they should just go to easier schools and colleges and universities, which, of course, created a firestorm in the media. So all of that to say, the Republicans have now decided that they don't want to... President Obama shouldn't even try to nominate anyone because there's no way that they're going to get confirmed and make it through the the hearings in the Senate. And they've just flat out said, don't even try, which is reflective of so many things about the way that the Republican Party has um, interacted with President Obama during his terms. And, you know, it's just going to be a very interesting next several months to see how this actually goes down. And then there's Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar. Like, when I tell you my mind has just been blown for the last several days with all the things happening. So, you know, rewind a few weeks ago, Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl. She performed a song that she released, I think, the day before the Super Bowl. And I think the video may have come out, um, like, either at the same time or whatever. She, during her Super Bowl halftime performance, they, she, I guess, tributed the Black Panthers. They were all female dancers. They, at one point, were in an X formation. They were wearing all black. They were had afros. They had black berets. So it was a nod to the Black Panthers. And people, white people, the media, like, ran with it. How could she do this during the Super Bowl? I don't want to see activism during the Super Bowl. It's supposed to be a time about your sports and America and blah, blah, blah. Then the, I watched the video, which is, a, I would say, a, a tribute uh, and um, highlights things about Southern, Black Southern culture. There's a, a scene where there's a little boy who's dancing, facing um police officers who are in riot gear and he's wearing all black, they're wearing all black. 
the there's spray painting on the wall that says stop shooting us and at the end of that that sequence the police officers are putting their hands up which is a direct um, you know, relation to Ferguson, Beyonce's laying on top of a police car that sinks into the water. There are shots of, of, um, scenes from, um, Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Like, it's just, it's a lot in the video. She's wearing braids down to her butt at one point. It's a lot going on. Then Kendrick Lamar performs at the Grammys on Monday and he comes out wearing, um, a, prison uniform and in shackles and handcuffs and his performance was like earth shattering he got a standing ovation and it was it was phenomenal it was very powerful it was very poignant it was very deliberate and it's something that I think both of the performances while I think the songs that they're connected to are very different. I don't think Beyonce's formation song is necessarily as politically charged as some people are implying that it is. I think it does make a statement, whereas Kendrick Lamar's um, lyrics are more, um, in my mind, activist, if, if, that, if that even makes sense. But I would tell you to listen to the song listen to formation i'll put the video in the show a link to the video in the show notes i'll also put a link to kendrick lamar's performance in the show notes and you just you know form your own thoughts about it i think what's more important about the entire the response to formation actually before i go into before i go into that saturday night live did a skit in response to the media's response to Beyonce's video. And the skit is about when the world realized Beyonce was black. And it just, it's, it's hilarious. I'll also link to that in the show notes. It is very um, accurate, <laughs> I think, in, in light of the way people responded. Um, and it's, it's really, really good, particularly at around the four minute mark. There's an exchange between two of the characters and there, and I won't, I'll let you watch it for yourself to see it, but I think it's great. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. You can, um, let me know on Twitter. You can, uh, how does she do it? How does underscore she do it? You can, uh, send me an email, Tiffany at how does she do it podcast.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on these particular issues or any issues that you, um, that you come across or that you want to hear my perspective on as well. What I started to say was that what is what is happening in the world is that there has is be there's a sense it feels like a resurgence of pride in being black and being unapologetically black in America right now. And it is making people uncomfortable and it is in and I'm just fascinated by it I'm I'm happy I'm happy that the discussion is starting to happen I'm happy that people are are thinking about their identity more even though it's not leading to hand-holding and kumbaya and all that kind of stuff yet it is leading to dialogue and dialogue as I mentioned at a few episodes ago I think is the way that we begin to address and understand each other and to begin to make progress. So um, for whatever Beyonce's video is worth, thank you for it. For whatever uh, Kendrick Lamar's Grammy, Grammy performance was worth, thank you for that. And real quick before I get into the, the topic of this episode, 
somebody messed up Adele's mic at the Grammys and I am hurt by it because the world was waiting to hear her perform live and be amazing and they messed up her mic and something fell and it was just tragic and I was sitting here watching it and not really sure if it was just me or if something was broken and I know that they've been talking a, a lot about it on the internet and I haven't I haven't looked at the articles directly about it or what what was the justification but I'm upset and I think that they should let her do it again just because so yeah those are just my thoughts a few episodes ago I mentioned that things have gotten pretty busy for me at work my responsibilities have increased over the last several weeks and I'm balancing more things than I was before I'm in charge of more things than I was before and so I'm faced with some different challenges I'm faced with some new opportunities and I find myself trying to be more deliberate and more paying attention to my progress and to the work that I'm doing and to the outcomes and it's not that I wasn't doing that before but now it's like my senses are heightened and so this week I wanted to talk about how you can get better at work and you know a lot of us some of us are in careers that are not where we always where we want to be for the next you know five ten years or five minutes. Some of us are in jobs that are just stepping stones to where we want to get to next. But no matter where you are or where you think that the current position that you're in might take you, it's important to still to try and be your best. It's important to do good work where you are. And so in thinking about that, I want to talk about some ways that I think you can get better at work. The first thing I think that we can do to get better at work is to manage your attitude. So much of what we do every day or how we experience the world every day is within our control. You can't control what happens, but you can control how you respond to what happens. So when you walk into work with an attitude every single day, sometimes the way that you experience that day is a result of that attitude. So if you change your perspective, you can change the way you interact with your reality. So if you have a challenge that you're dealing with, if you see it as a burden or if you see it as an opportunity, you'll have two different experiences with that situation. If you see your boss as a barrier to everything that you're trying to do or as as a situation for you to try to learn to navigate and to deal with and adjust to, you will approach that situation differently. So when you you can start being better at work by managing your attitude. The next thing that I think we can do to be better at work is to think like a boss and your boss in particular. So one of the things that I have become very aware of since starting my new job is the difference in managerial styles and difference in personalities and in trying to learn my new boss and trying to learn my new role I found myself trying to to pay attention to what I'm doing in the relationship to contribute to the progress or some of the challenges that we have and in, I went to a conference this past weekend, and one of the pieces of advice that um, that I heard on a few different panels is to learn your boss's style. 
be it their communication style, their managerial managerial style, their learning style, just how they communicate, how they like to work with their door closed for a part of the day, or how they like to, they don't like to be interrupted for certain periods of the day, or how they respond better to email than they do in in, in in-person interaction. When you can recognize those things about your boss and learn those things about your boss, then you can adapt to put yourself in a better position to Enhance the relationship, enhance the work on the project that you're doing, enhance the experience that you're having together. And I'm not saying that this is easy, not saying that it's always works because sometimes there are just personalities just don't, will not mend, will not meld or will not, you know, work well together. But if you at least try to take that position. And the other thing that I'm learning more about, and I think that my the last several weeks have helped me with this is I'm starting to empathize a little bit more and not and and put myself in the position of my boss more frequently and I think that that's something that can help us and again this is not to say that you doing this will solve all of your the challenges that you might have or will make your life 100% easier but having empathy and and putting yourself in the position of your of your boss it gives you it can give you insight into some of the things that they might be thinking about and that can then enhance the solutions that you may present to problems that they might have. It might help you get ahead of some of the projects that you might have or be able to anticipate some of the needs that might they might have because you are now thinking from where they might be coming from. Well, you know that they have this report that's coming up in a month and they are, are probably going to need certain things from you. So what can you do to help forward that process? What can you do to make their life a little bit easier, which will then in turn make your life a little bit easier? So think like a ball and your boss in particular. The third thing that I think we can do to be better at work is to be thorough. And by be thorough, I mean understand the specific work that you're doing and the bigger picture. So the forest and the trees kind of thing. Research before you ask questions. I know that I've learned to if I a, a question comes to my mind, my first reaction is not to go run into the the person's office who I think that might have the answer. I try to do some research on the, the that situation first. Let me see what I can find out on my own because I can I might be able to answer this question on my own without having to do the um, without having to bother somebody else with my question. Pay attention to what's going on in your industry. Pay attention to the trends. Pay attention to the news. This is an example. This is another another way that you can be thorough because when you are when you can understand the landscape of the bigger picture of what you're working in, then you can kind of understand maybe some of the influence, some of the things that might be influencing some of the decisions that are getting made, or you can be a part of conversations that are happening. Not necessarily, you might not be an influencer in those conversations, but you will at least know what the topic is about. And you can at least, you might be able to chime in and say, oh yeah, I heard a little bit about that. And then people will be like, oh, she's paying attention. She knows what's going on in the industry. And that might make you shine a little bit more in a way that no one really expected or that, you know, you won't know how that how that can um, can benefit you by someone seeing you as someone with some information and some knowledge. The fourth way I think that we can be better at work is to communicate three different types of things, your progress, your questions, and your challenges. And communication is, it's it's one of those things that's like obvious and not obvious at the same time. Because, I mean, we spend all day communicating with people via email, via, um, you know, in our interactions in the hallway, interactions in the break room, that kind of thing. 
And some people just don't do it well. They are short and harsh in the emails. They're not warm to people when they have questions. They kind of just shun, you know, shun them or make them feel bad about asking them for help or anything at all. Um, and if you can communicate well, and if you can communicate, I think your progress, if you can communicate the questions that you might have and challenges or, um, and not even just challenges, but also solutions, you can communicate on those four areas, then you are, you are contributing significantly. Because if you think about it, when you're at work, what are you, those are the things that you need to be talking about, right? How are we progressing on project A, B, or C? How is your, how are you progressing on your work as an individual employee? What kinds of questions do you have? What challenges are you facing? But what are the solutions that you're offering? You can hit those four points and communicate them clearly and well and precisely and succinctly and in ways that add value to the person who's on the other end of it, then I think that you, you can improve in your position in, um, and in the role that you're, that you're in. The fifth way that you can be better at work is by evaluating yourself often. And by this, I mean just checking in. You know, some offices have six-month reviews, yearly reviews, but, you know, you can't wait for six months or a year to gauge your success or gauge your progress. So when I mentioned in, I don't even know which episode it was, about the running tab, keeping a list, keeping a document that speaks to the things that you've done, the accomplishments that you've had, the progress that you've gained, the skills that you've that you've developed, the trainings that you've participated in, either as a as a teacher or a recipient, um, the you know webinars that you've attended, just putting in one place the things that you have, the things that you have gained and learned and participated in, and and doing that regularly with some with some frequency throughout the course of your year will make it so that when you need to update a resume, when you need to have a conversation with someone who might be considering, um, you know, promoting you or changing your job responsibilities, when you want to ask for specific feedback, or when you're participating in that self evaluation, that actual evaluation process, you will have things ready to go. You won't be sitting trying to figure out what did I do for the last 11 and a half months? And you'll have somewhere to reference and someone to check, somewhere to check back, check back to, but also not just evaluate yourself on the, the, the things that you do, but also on your mood, also on, on your presence. What might you be bringing to the table that's con- contributing to a positive environment or a negative environment? Could you frame your questions differently? Could you not knock on the boss's door so often? I'm someone who likes to ask a lot of questions and I'm starting to recognize that that might not be be the um, the way that my team best operates all the time. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I make sure I streamline these questions? How can I make sure I try to answer these questions for myself first and only go to the go with those questions that are most pertinent and most important? So do some evaluate yourself on your on your learning style. Um, how do you best interact with people? Are you someone who needs to be um, who needs to have a lot of immediate feedback, or or are you someone who can wait for some wait for some time to hear about how you're doing? 
Are you someone who needs to be social and needs to interact with people or at regular intervals during the day? Or, and, or if you don't, then your energy is drained. You have to know those things about yourself so that you can adapt to the situation that you're in, in one direction or the other. Because our, all of our environments, especially if we are not in the, if you're not the boss, if you're not the person who kind of dictates the way that the environment, um, if you're not the person who kind of who supervises other people or kind of you know um, leads the environment, then we have to do more adjusting than necessarily the boss, than the the leader of our department or our organization has to do. So be willing to 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 know where your strengths and your opportunities for growth lie, so that you can then adjust accordingly and make yourself a, a um, improve yourself in the space that you're working in. One of the pieces of advice that I got from the Forbes article that is linked in the show notes that uh, I think will help us be better at work is not trying to multitask. And this sounds impossible to do. Even as I say it, I'm just like, you know, I don't really think it's possible not to multitask when you have Outlook popping up and you have, um, you know, people knocking on your door and asking you to do this and emergencies coming up in the middle of the day. But what I have been working to do, I'm known to have, you know, 75 emails open at one time. And um, it's because I start something and then another email pops up and I'm like, oh, look at this pretty email. What is this about? And so I am working to spend... And I actually did a pretty good job of that today. I would start an email and then I'd get myself distracted by something else and I'd pull myself back and say, no, finish this task first before you go on to something else. At least draft this email and save it for later before you go on to another task. Because when you are moving between project to project to project to project and not wrapping anything up, you're not, we're not actually being as efficient as we think we are. And it drives me crazy that that's, that we, I can't be efficient doing 75 different things, but it is a practice and it is something that takes, I think some, some more concentration and more work than, um, for some people than others. But I am vowing to be someone who spends more time prioritizing one task at a time or within reason, of course, because sometimes you just can't avoid having to have different, you know, different balls in the air, so to speak, at the same time. But as best as I can, I am working to um, to maximize my efficiency and my productivity by minimizing the amount of multitask that multitasking that I do on a daily basis at work. So consider that as another way to be better at work. Another way I think we could be better at work is to continue to develop relationships and not just relationships with people who work in your specific department or in your specific team, but relationship relationships across your organization. And you just never know how you are going to be blessed by someone. And that doesn't and when I say be blessed by someone, I'm not talking about something necessarily tangible, but you just never know how a relationship may develop and a friendship may develop, and then a potential opportunity may or may not come out of it. But develop relationships, get to know people, let your guard down a little bit. Um, not with everybody, of course. You can't tell everybody everything, and you shouldn't tell everybody everything. But I think there's this tendency for us at work to be super buttoned up. And I'm not saying be who you aren't, but I'm saying let show more of your 
non-work human self at work, if that makes sense. And I've, I found that when I, I've started to do that recently, and although I sometimes second guess myself, I feel more comfortable in my own skin by, you know, by just talking about some of the things that I care about, talking about things that are not strictly work-related and giving people a little bit of insight into who I am as Tiffany and not just Tiffany, the person who works in this department at this organization. The last thing I think we should do or we can do to be better at work is to pay attention to the people who do things well. And and what you could those what I when I say things that can mean any number of things maybe it's someone who gives amazing presentations maybe it's someone who writes the best um you know reports maybe it's someone who knows how to charm anybody in the room maybe it's someone who is handles client problems really really well maybe it's someone who is um amazing at excel you know and i keep i talk about excel all the time because I, it's just you know something i'm i'm learning and, and liking a lot more but Pay attention to those things. Pay attention to the people who are great leaders, who have, who seem to have the respect of a lot of people in the spaces that you operate in. And I heard this piece of advice um, actually just yesterday. I had the opportunity to moderate a panel, and one of the panelists said that one of the things that she wished she had done earlier on in her career is pay attention to the people who have the soft skills that you will need to be a great leader and a great manager as you develop further in your career. Because if you decide to stay and work in an organization over time, your goal potentially is to become someone who manages other people, who manages departments, who works between teams. And so, and some of the things that you need in those roles are not things that are necessarily taught to you deliberately. They don't necessarily come up consciously in the work that you do every day as you're building that career. So you have to be willing, you have to be very cognizant of what those skills are and like leadership styles and those kinds of things and and seek out those things. So if it's training, if it's books, if it's people, mentors, um, potential mentors who have those skills that you're looking to develop, just talk with those people, get to know them, observe them, and take notes, pay attention. And when I say take notes, I don't just mean mental notes, but actually write down some of the things that you observe that you are drawn to about that person. And then you can do some reflecting and figure out where you can um, grow those things for yourself in your own um, in your own future development and identity as a leader within whatever space that you're operating in. So as a quick wrap up, some things that you can do to be better at work. One, manage your attitude. Two, think like a boss and your boss in particular. Three, be thorough. Four, learn to communicate progress, questions, challenges, and solutions. Five, self-evaluate often. Six, stop trying to multitask or multitask a lot less than you do right now. Seven, develop relationships. And eight, pay attention to people who do things well and figure out how to adopt those things for yourself. And I think that about wraps it up for this 19th episode of How Does She Do It? Thank you 
again for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. I would love to hear from you more. If you have questions, comments, feedback, please send me an email, tiffany at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com, and I will answer your question on the air or an email if you don't want it answered um, on, I keep saying on the air. This is like not really on the air, but it kind of is. So this week's review comes from Just Us 2-3. It says, great morning reflections. I've enjoyed listening to Tiffany's musings on life during my morning commute. The content is presented in a relatable manner and is easy to tell she is speaking from the heart alongside her experience. Looking forward to more content. Thank you, Just Us. Um, I appreciate your support as always. And if you have not left a rating and review in the iTunes store, please feel free to do so. If you go to the show notes for this week's episode, there will be a link that can help you do that easily. As always, I appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Job Logs to, for the recommendation and iTunes for the feature for Black History Month. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Psych, just kidding. Um, remember that I'll be posting episodes every two weeks from here on probably through the end of April. So, um, yeah, there won't be an episode next week, but there will be one after that. And I'll be talking about my vacation. I'm so excited. Okay, now for real. I'm out.